language warning? Oh, it's a medically correct phrase. This is a school board meeting. Its first voice is a parent. Second voice is a uh, school board member speaking back. On May 17th, my seventh grade daughter, along with every other classmate, watched a boy in her class masturbate. I I don't think that this is anything outside the norm. Uh, Oh my gosh, that's not normal. That is not a good stance. Didn't we say that Satan has a political platform? Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Times such as these, as it says in the book of Esther, present us with a time of choosing. Ronald Reagan said, a time of choosing. And we make choices all day long. Sometimes they're subtle, sometimes they're dramatic. And the more mindful we are of those, and the more grounded we are in the God's word, the more likely we are to make the right decisions. That's an actual school board meeting. We'll get to the, the much more of the sounds on that and much more of what was going on. And you'll hear more from that school board member. Every political party that wants to have structure ends up with a platform. For the Democrats, the platform for the past few years has been starve the police of funds. It has been boys or girls. It has been expand government power at all costs for all things, unless it's stopping abortions, in which case, of course, we can't have the government interceding in people's lives. For the Republican Party, the platform has been up to the individual candidate. It's been some conservatives who say that we need to have a secure border. We need to make sure that we have sensical laws. Our default position should be to support law enforcement, innocent until proven guilty. That we need to be safe and secure in the world by projecting American strength, but with restraint. Not popping in and out of every conflict that uh, makes money for the, um, the industrial complexes that feature war. And isn't that fascinating that, that that phrase can come out of the mouth of a conservative and a Christian one at that. For others, the platform is... Slightly lower taxes. Slightly less regulation. And, yeah, the great wedge issue of abortion. But what is Satan's political platform? Oh, he's campaigning. I mean, you know, he wants people in office, too. It's not just us who want to put godly people in office and and would prefer to be led by, by Christian people who seek to serve rather than be served. I mean, the enemy, he wants people in office. He's creating a political platform. In fact, he's created it. And some of it crosses over into biblical lines. Well, all of it does, but some of it directly does. Years ago, I started to think about the fact that whiteness is the new original sin. Yeah, but here's the, here's, here's the difference. Number one, of course, it's not God-breathed. Number two... Whiteness doesn't exist. 
It's manufactured. Number three, with whiteness as the original sin, the only way to mitigate that sin is to confess that you have it or are affected by it, even if you're not. The only way to approach your privilege is to admit you have it. And if you are doing this as a white person who lives a sharecropper's life, well, it's not as bad as it would be if you're a black person living a sharecropper's life. Let's admit your privilege. But then this, the Lord Jesus absolves us of our sins, cleanses us in his blood, is anxious to forgive, to welcome us home, to adopt us back into the family. Whiteness, that original sin, it never goes away. You are never free from it. There is no redemption. There's only mitigation. And the only way to get mitigation of the sin of having been born white is to attack your brothers and sisters. And to have them ran from the public square. Back on July 27, 2020, The Associated Press made something official, and it's made its way all around the world of journalism. Even conservatives use this structure in their writing, in their tweets, and every time they do it, they are helping to destroy America, but also mocking God. So we'll talk about that structure and dig into what is the political platform of Satan and what movie did a congressional candidate in New York just make? In times such as these, it's a good thing to have your body prepared. It really is. Body and mind go together. This, this, the, it was the Gnostics who started with, oh, the human form is disgusting. And, and it was the Gnostics who said, well, we know the apostles are lying because God would never take human form because the human body is disgusting. And yet we know, of course, from the Garden of Eden, from Genesis on, that the Lord constructed our bodies in his image. We know that. Man and woman, woman and man, he made us. We know that. Our minds are our bodies. Our bodies feed our minds. One of the ways to have a healthy mind is that what you put into your mind, certainly prayer, reading, being observant, abiding in God, but also abiding in the foods that God made. You know, <laughs> the, the less likely you are to be able to determine what a food is, like honestly, I think about this all the time. If you were like a caveman, uh, unexposed to education, unexposed to the word of God, and you're walking along, if you saw a pizza sitting there on the dirt, would you go, you know what, I'm going to eat that? Or Cheetos? What is that? That's not food. That wasn't in the Garden of Eden. One of the great advantages of soda weight loss at sodaweightloss.com is after you lose the unwanted fat, you'll have a brand new appreciation for the way God made foods. And that will bring a brand new level of nutrition to your body. Like getting to the point that you love eating foods as they were prepared by God, as healthy and as whole as possible. Now, in that process at soda, you're going to have packaged foods. You have to in order to drop the unwanted fat. And I know because I've taken off 150 pounds and you're going to have cooking classes. So when you get to that goal weight and you've shed that unwanted fat, the cooking classes come into play because now you're in the maintenance phase. Maintenance is so important because it is what convinces your body that this is what we weigh now. This is our new weight. 
and it will program your body to stay there. I know this because I've seen it work and I've done it. It's SotaWeightLoss.com. S-O-T-A, WeightLoss.com stands for State of the Art. She also said, oh, yeah, they have Christian meditation. Different than other meditations. Soda Weight Loss. 11.30 a.m. on July 27, 2020, the Associated Press stated on Twitter, we continue to lowercase white after deciding in June to capitalize black and indigenous. Join AP Style Chat about how and why we made that call. 2.30 p.m. EDT Wednesday. You made that call because you are conned and deceived. You made that call because you're virtue signalers. You made that call because you carry with you a great deal of guilt for being in the information job, info profession, the laptop class, the Acela Corridor class. You did that because you've been browbeaten. You did that because you had a struggle session. You did that because you have been rendered um, illiterate in terms of history. You did that because you don't know that God did not respect human designations and does not of who's in which tribe. There is neither Gentile nor Jew, nor woman nor man, not in the eyes of the Lord. You did that because you want to be seen. And verily, I tell you, so you've had your reward. AP, we see you. Oh, if you want to dig into their rationale, the rationale is, well, black is a race. It's, 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 it's a nationality. We're going to make black a nationality. It's, it's not. There's plenty of people who are African and don't want to be called black. Certainly don't want to be called African-American. If they move here, they like to be called American. There are other people who just as well do away with the race. And they'll say, but white, it could mean anything. It could be Italian. It could be German. It could be Russian. We know where they invented white Hispanic for George Zimmerman. But black, well, that's all in. All black people are black. And yet, black people can be from all sorts of different places with all sorts of different attitudes and life experiences. But yes, 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 uppercase the B. In Satan's political platform, white people are to be eliminated from positions of influence quietly and peacefully, if possible. That's Satan's platform. One of his planks in his platform. Now, why white people? Why not? Pick a target, isolate it, cut it off from its support base. Why not white people? Because it's an argument to be made of haves and have-nots. It's, it's Karl Marx, who himself said he will one day be equal to God. He considered himself equal to God Almighty. Why not do it that way? I mean, you could pick any other race throughout time. It's been Jewish people, both a race and a religion. In other countries, it's been the Muslims or it's been the Christians, it's been the Hindus, it's been the Japanese. The point is not that it's one race or another. The point is that it's division. Satan was the first divider, the first politician, the first user of wedge issues, the first liar, thief, and murderer. Why would he not pick white people? So in the planks of the platform uh, that Satan has erected as a political platform, eliminate white people peacefully, if possible, slowly, if possible. But, you know, there's this. J.P. Morgan Chase 
has decided to deplatform the National Committee for Religious Freedom. And J.P. Morgan Chase sent the people who run that organization letters demanding to see a list of their donors and their preferred candidates. See, J.P. Morgan Chase has decided to import and use and promote another plank in the platform of Satan, and that is this. The financial system is only for people who worship the party. That's it. Other people will not be allowed in the financial system. Now, just as with the elimination of white people, we don't have to play. We can recognize this is coming. We can recognize that we were told it, was, it would come. We were told that, that people would treat evil as good and good as evil. We knew these days would come. It was preordained. We know the solution is to love thy neighbors. we love ourselves. We know the solution is to be willing to give our life for our neighbor because no greater love hath man than to lay down his life for his brother, his friend. We know that the financial system is going to be corrupted. And so what do we do? Well, we hedge bets. We get our money with companies that steward monies and pay attention to things like this. We pull our money and in any relationship we have with J.P. Morgan Chase, we instantly end it because they've transmitted who they are. We make tight and real connections in our community. So if we are kicked out of the financial system, they can't kick us out of egg bartering. They can't kick us out of trading our land for people who know how to grow on it. They can't kick us out for mutual labor on each other's properties. They can't kick us out. They can only kick us out of their corrupt financial system. And we support non-corrupt financial products and providers. But part of Satan's political platform is the financial system is for people who worship the party because Satan is so tied into the party. And we'll see that as we go through this political platform. You can't go around doing those things without this plank. That is that he who has the most guns is willing to make a, pardon me, let me say it again. He who has the most guns and is willing to use them most irrationally makes the rules. And we see that in the constant now harassment of pro-life protesters. We see that in the FBI arresting a school board member in Ording, Washington, because he went to Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Did he enter the buildings of the Capitol? Not that I'm told. Did he vandalize anything? Not that I'm told. Did he break in? Not that I'm told. He went. Then there's this. The same day that the Supreme Court of the United States squashed Pennsylvania's illegal ballots, the Secretary of State of Pennsylvania has told election officials in that state to break federal law. This comes from the Federalist. In what should be a major win for election integrity advocates, the Supreme Court tossed out a lower court ruling that had permitted updated mail-in ballots, pardon me, undated, undated <laughs> mail-in ballots to be counted against the law in Pennsylvania, but the Commonwealth Secretary of State has other ideas. Just, just, just let's all together, both of us, all of us, slow down for a second. The Secretary of State of Pennsylvania wants to count ballots that have no date. So you don't know when they were filled out. 
if a grocery store chain removed the date from milk or meat and people got sick because they didn't see the expiration date, they'd be sued into oblivion. If you change the date on your car tabs, and I used to do that when I was a kid and, and I didn't realize, well, I, I mean, I didn't think of it as stealing. It was. But I thought of it as just stealing from, you know, corruptocrats, which to some degree I still do. But in reality, stealing is stealing from God. But I had a slick thing. I found reflection tape that put, people put on the back of their boats, and it was the same color and the same consistency of the backing of car tabs in Washington states. And I made my own car tabs and they worked. Got pulled over and police never questioned me. Fake tabs, theft, tax evasion. I, had I been caught, would have had my car impounded and it would have been taken. And I probably would have done a little, well, I would have done a lot of jail time and faced hefty fines. Back to the piece from the Federalists. On Tuesday, the court overruled the Philadelphia-based Third Circuit Court of Appeals, which had said that not counting undated ballots would violate a provision of the 1964 Civil Rights Acts regarding minor ballot errors. Minor. The Third Circuit ruling had come in response to a challenge from David Ritter, who in 2021 lost his election to the Lake County Court of Commons, uh, Common Pleas, to a Democrat by only five votes after 257 undated votes were counted. The Third Circuit determined this requirement was immaterial to a person's voting eligibility. Everybody has to vote by a given date, except not. So the Supreme Court has said no, no. Denied Ritter's appeal to block the third court ruling with Justice Samuel Alito. Alito writing in his dissent that the ruling could well affect the outcome of the election this year. Yes, it could. The Supreme Court on Tuesday vacated the case, tossing the lower court's decision and thus ruling in favor of Ritter. Sotomayor and Kentanji Brown-Jackson said they would have denied Ritter's appeal and left the Third Circuit Court ruling in place. These are Supreme Court justices saying we don't care about vote fraud. That's what it is. Because are we now to believe that black people cannot vote on time, but all white people can? Is that what we're led to believe? Immediately following the court's decision, Pennsylvania's acting Secretary of State, Lay M. Chapman, released a statement saying the court's ruling does not affect the decision of the Third Circuit in any way. They're just going to ignore the court. They're just going to do it anyway. And the Supreme Court doesn't have an enforcement mechanism. Remember, he who has the most guns and is willing to use them most irrationally makes the laws. I couldn't be more clear. They're saying we're going to commit vote fraud. We're going to break Supreme Court law. We don't care. There is a God of order and love and timing and coordination, there is an enemy of dissent and discord and anger and argument and utter chaos. Satan's political platform involves chaos. It also involves plainly Orwellian tactics. It involves a new catchphrase, sex positive. I mean, that's been a phrase for a while, but now it's a political plank 
in Satan's political platform. And what does that make you? If you believe that uh, sexual activity is to be contained within a marriage between a man and a woman, what does the phrase sex positive turn you into? It's very, very clever. And it's part of the platform. Yet there are companies that just concentrate on knowing what's actually happening in the financial world. And that is looking at it with reality in mind, not, not the lens of, of do-goodery. Well, that's not right because Bulwark Capital Management engages in philanthropy and Zach Abraham and his wife are in fact very philanthropic. No, I would say busybodying, busybodying. But to admit that the party is attempting to poison the financial well is simply to tell truth. And that's what Zach Abraham has been doing for about a decade at Bulwark Capital Management, starting with some facts. The Treasury broke the law twice on a gargantuan scale, and they conjured three, 300 and what, no, $360 billion and handed it out to mobbed-up entities who are sweet with Vanguard and BlackRock. That's illegal. That's, that cannot be done, and yet they did it. And they get away with it. That's risky. When they can, so they do, and they get away with it, even though they're not supposed to, that's risky. That's where we exist in this environment. And look, bartering, yes. Labor agreements with your neighbors, yes. Small farms, yes. Grow your own food, yes. But for interest bearing and for growing and for wisely stewarding the money with which God has gifted us, we have to play in that world. And in that risky world, if you're five to 10 years from retirement, maybe 15, understand that Bulwark Capital Management is 100% obsessed with risk management, which includes living in reality, which includes understanding that the 60-40 stock bond mix we grew up with, it can't sustain the chaos economy. And it includes growth. Absolutely. That's always the goal. But growth is only as good as the latest loss. Go with the risk management specialist at Bulwark Capital Management there at knowyourriskradio.com or call 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor, representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. That's Orwellian. I mean, so much of it's Orwellian, but there's this. In Satan's political platform, another plank, hatred is love. I mean, yes, that's Satan plagiarizing George Orwell. Why wouldn't Satan plagiarize? He's a liar, thief, and murderer. The Pentagon's equity chief, did you know the Pentagon has an equity chief? Why wouldn't they have an equity chief? Has praised a book that calls 9-11 first responders menaces. And she's pushing for revolution. Tom Brady, the DODEA director, has said, Kelly Wing is exactly the right person to lead our office to support meaningful change. Yes, part of the platform of Satan is hatred is love. Fox News. A self-described woke Pentagon equity chief who's currently under a probe for anti-white tweets. Hey, they capitalized white. Oh, goody. Oh, goody, Fox News. You're going to play the game that way? 
A self-described woke Pentagon equity chief who's currently under probe for anti-white tweets uncovered by Fox News Digital recommended a social justice book for classrooms which called 9-11 first responders menaces. Remember, hatred is love. Calissa Wing is a diversity, equity, and inclusion chief at the Pentagon's Education Wing, the Department of Defense Education Activity. That's the D-O-D-E-A. Because, of course... Everybody has to have their own equity chief and their own education chief when none of it's education. It's all indoctrination. We know that. It's all hypnotism. We all know that. It's all struggle sessions. We all know that. Wing is involved in curriculum at the DODEA, which services over 60,000 military-connected children at 160 schools around the globe. Isn't it fascinating that it's top-down, global, and absolute that hatred is love. Isn't it fascinating that even in the military, this is paraded? Fox News Digital found that on two occasions, this woman promoted the anti-police book Between the World and Me by Tanisha Coates while representing herself as an employee of the Pentagon's education wing. Coach wrote, in between the world and me, about 9-11 first responders. They were not human to me, black, white, or whatever. They were menaces of nature. They were the fire, the comet, the storm, which could, with no justification, shatter my body. Well, it's utter hogwash. Of course, we know the reality is that the smallest number of cops, smallest, rather, percentage of cops engage in any sort of behavior like that. It mirrors society, doesn't it? It mirrors the application of our sin problem, doesn't it? But of course, this doesn't matter in the face of political platforms by Satan because he's a liar. All he does is lie. All he does is twist. All he does is distort and distract and cause discord. It's all he can do. He has nothing else. So he distorts. Like distorting human sexual relationships. Turning them into playthings and obsessions and, in fact, icons. Making sex activity political and then making sex activity identity-based brilliant. Because if you're defined by your sex activity and that's who you are, any notion of curtailing it, even if it's just in, in, in moralizing, even if it's just in teaching the word, even if it's just in saying, hey, you know, God didn't plan things that way. I mean, you can do what you want. Between two consenting adults, you can do what you want, but that's not the way God planned it. Even doing that means someone is denying your existence, your meaning in life. Attaching politics to specific sex acts is brilliant. Not only does it iconize them, that is, separate people from God because they worship one thing more than God, it also allows politicians to put them at risk, whether or not they're at risk. It allows politicians to convince people, oh, you might not be able to have that sex activity. That sex activity might be outlawed. And so comes the sex positive candidate. Sex positive. Anything other than having sex with whomever you want, whenever you like, in as many ways as you choose, and frankly, with the younger people, as, as young a people as you can con into it and get away with it, that's sex positive. Which means 
that sexual relations between married adults is sex negative. We want to force people. That's what's being taught. One of the adherents of this platform or this plank in Satan's platform is a congressional candidate in Manhattan. His name is Mike Ictis. Ick, 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 ick. Ictis. Um, To promote his campaign, he filmed himself having sex. Well, he didn't. He looks like he hired a film crew to film himself having sex. An act of prostitution, because I'm assuming the woman was paid to do this. That's his promotion for his campaign. I have sex on camera. Elect me. I will protect your sex acts, by which I mean your identity. Now, part of this is just an attention-getting gimmick. He's going up against Jerry Nadler. So he needs the attention. Part of it is hedonism. All of it is sinful. And it speaks to this platform. Sex positive. Sex between married people is sex negative. Satan's political platform. And it goes further. It goes down to the level of your priority. Your pleasure is such a big priority, it must take priority over everything else. Nothing else can possibly matter this much as your physical pleasure. And if that physical pleasure involves making other people uncomfortable, well, so be it. Oh, yeah. And by the way, it's being pushed down into schools. And and, and again, why wouldn't it be pushed down into schools? Couple planks. Your pleasure is the priority. All else is an abuse against you. Everyone else has the responsibility to pay your debts incurred in service of your pleasure. Those are two planks in Satan's political platform. We'll explore as we continue. You'll hear from a young woman who's just so, so tragic. Um, she's been gender conned. She has terrible acne because of way too much testosterone. And she has some things in a jar she desperately wanted people to see. We'll talk about that as we continue to explore the planks in the political platform of Satan. Yesterday, I plugged in and went over to alansoaps.com. That's alansoaps, A-L-A-N-S, soaps.com slash Todd. And went and looked at the pictures of the Herminator sub. Have you went and looked at yet how this stuff is presented? Now, I do not want to get into buying gifts uh, to recognize the birth of the Lord Jesus just yet. And I do want to start thinking about when we get up into the Thanksgiving period of time, this would make the ultimate home gift. It's the Herminator sub. So this is a subscription plan. So this is a 10-inch sub. It's it's just really, really well done box. It's a six-month subscription all-in-one box. So it comes with six bars of soap of your choice, the bamboo soap brack, an all-new 100% cotton fluff available only with this sub, and you get the sisal soap pouch as well. These pictures are available. Just go to alansoaps.com slash Todd. And the reason I make this point is that a housewarming gift, if you're going to enjoy the Thanksgiving meal at another's house, this is a great opportunity to have them open the box. Oh my gosh, looks so cool. I've never heard of scents and fragrances of soaps like this. 
And then that gives you an opportunity to talk about the company and say, hey, not only that, this company exists to employ people with special needs. How special? Well, Alan, the namesake of the company, is the chief soap officer. He's so affected by autism that he can't form sentences, and yet he works every day. He's just been through his seventh or eighth surgery, and yet he works every day. Quality control and inventing new fragrances. So your friends who receive this sub pack, then of course could renew it when they find out how awesome the soap is. All natural ingredients, great on sensitive skin, couldn't be better on sensitive skin. And three generations of soap making expertise, family soap making expertise behind this. It's alansoaps.com slash Todd. Use my name, T-O-D-D. When you check out, save 10%. alansoaps.com slash Todd. In Satan's political platform, one of the planks is this. Your pleasure is the priority, and all else is an abuse against you. On May 17th, my seventh grade daughter, along with every other classmate, watched a boy in her class masturbate. I only saw it. I only know this because my daughter told me in the car when I picked her up, saying her friends said they were disturbed, traumatized, and scared. The principal reported the incident to the district office. I've heard not from any one of them. It does not take an expert to figure out what happens to a 13-year-old boy when he's staring at mostly naked girls wearing underwear to school and being exposed to concepts like oral and anal sex in seventh grade. They let children write the dress code. The Teen Talk Comprehensive Sex Ed is not age-appropriate, and neither are supported by parents, and teachers have spoken out adamantly against this. Despite all of this, they approved them both 5-0, to zero. just like everything else they slipped in while we weren't watching. My daughter and that boy are victims of this board's approved content and curriculum, and I hold them each personally responsible for the social and emotional damage to these children. There was outrage on uh, the subject of the boy who was masturbating in one of his classes. And I just want to ask, did the teacher and the board allow that? Or is this something that might have just happened? What? Oh, Karen. What? (laughs) You know about it. Where's law enforcement involvement? You're the ones. You guys know about it? Are you kidding? So I would say this itself is a confidential issue. It's a student. I don't think any of you would want us up here chatting about an issue that took place with your child. Um, When we talk about uh, masturbation, that could be rubbing of their jeans with their hand outside of their pants. Doesn't necessarily need to be inside. As someone who's been an elementary and middle school principal, um, I would say that at least once a year, this comes up for both males and females um, within a school setting. And so I don't think that this is anything outside the norm. Uh, oh my gosh, that's not normal. That is not a good stance. Oh, it's normal if kids are sex objects. And this is another portion of Satan's political, or Plank and Satan's political platform. Kids are sex objects. When we get the unbelievable video thing figured out again, I cannot believe. I really hope you'll pray for our tech. It is utterly bizarre that we get this to work perfectly. It is so, so, so good. And now it's back to, oh, it barely works. Because I I want you to go to the show notes and see the picture of this man who calls himself Rachel Queen Burton, an Australian so-called trans TikTok star. He's the most frightening human I've ever seen who's not in the activity of killing someone. 
and he presents to kids. Oh, oddly. So weird. Um, He's been arrested and charged with eight child sex abuse offenses, and this is in Australia. Prosecutors asked for the case to be adjourned for 10 weeks to allow prosecutors to further do an electronic analysis of his laptop. This is a man who dresses in a fright wig with the most absurd and scary, over-the-top, so-called feminine makeup on his face. He is clearly, by watching his movements and his speech, and his obsession with pretending to be a little girl, he's clearly sexually depraved. He's clearly mentally ill. And yet, that magic word, the made-up word trans, makes him a protected species, and kids are sex objects. And their bodies are to be hated. In Satan's political platform, kids are to hate their bodies. Why? Because they're made in the image of God. And he loves to mock God. Now, God will not be mocked, but Satan loves to think he's mocking him. And so we end up with circumstances like this. This is a young man who, uh, pardon me, a young girl who got conned by gender jackers. And what is so utterly, utterly sad about this is not just what you're going to hear, which involves some things that she has in a jar. Um, It is the way she speaks about her own body. And again, wishing I had video to show you this. I'll just describe, this is a young woman who has developed just really horrible acne. And look, that can happen to anybody. But when you put two to 3,000 times the amount of testosterone that's ever belonged in your body into the female body, you're going to get it in a really, really pronounced way. And this young woman starts the video in a room and then cuts to an earlier scene. She's in the back of a car. I'll let her describe this. Hey, y'all. So I just got my uterus back. And it looks so freaking cool. Trigger warning. This is an organ and it is a wet specimen. And it is my uterus plus the tubes as well. So ready for the reveal? (laughs) This is it. This is my uterus. She scrubbed off all the blood. That is my cervix. That's what a cervix looks like, y'all. And these little strings right here are my fallopian tubes. This is my uterus. This is it compared to my head. This little thing causes so much problems for everybody. And I also got a LED plug-in LED stand with it. So it lights up different color and spins while it displays it, which is so cool. You okay? In Satan's political platform, kids are to hate their bodies and to mock their bodies. And adults participate in this. And in the glorifying of an activity like that. See, the thread here. Does everybody see the thread? Eliminate white people whenever possible. Do it peacefully and quietly. Unless you can't. Hatred. Division. The financial system is for people who worship the party. Hatred. Division. He who has the most guns and is willing to use them most irrationally makes the rules. Hatred. Force and division. Hatred is love. Distraction. Discord. 
sex positive. The only way to be sex positive is to never criticize any sex unless it happens with inside marriage. In that case, then it's boring and it's tyrannical. Division. Mocking of God's design. The pleasure, your pleasure is the priority and all else is an abuse against you. You should be able to seek your sexual pleasure any way you want and not just your sexual pleasure. If it pleasures you to force people to pretend you're a different sex, you get to do that. And if they disagree, well, then they're haters. Division, discord, distraction. Then there's this. Everyone else has to pay. Whatever your pleasure. You want to take a bunch of classes that don't adapt to anything in college. Everyone else has to pay for that. You don't like milk. You don't like that people drink milk. Then you get to go into grocery stores and stand in the milk aisle and do what's called a milk pour and pour it all out on the floor because you know that's going to save cows. Your pleasure, your emotions, your emotions are your opinions. Your emotions are your facts. This is a debate between Raphael Warnick and Herschel Walker. Well, it's not the debate. It's the soundbite that's made the rounds. And Warnock, man, he's got it down. He's got the beats. He's got the elucidation. He's got the tone. Doctor and the U.S. government. We're asking you to take a clear position right now. Do you believe there should be any limitations on abortion set by the government? And you have 60 seconds. I think that the women of this country and the women of this state woke up one summer morning and a core protection that they've known for 50 years was taken from them by an extremist Supreme Court. And I stand where I've said I've stand in the past, that a patient's room is too narrow and small and cramped a space for a woman, her doctor, and the United States government. We are witnessing right now what happens when politicians, most most of them men, pile into patients' rooms. You get what you're seeing right now. And the women of Georgia, the women of Georgia deserves a senator who will stand with them. I trust women more than I trust politicians. May I, may I respond? Very quickly, Mr. Walker. Hey, you know, it is, and I heard about him, I heard he was, he was, he was a neat talker, but did he not mention that there was a baby in that room as well? And also, did he not mention that he asked him, that he asking the taxpayer to pay for it. So he's bringing the government back into the room. So Herschel doesn't speak as well. He's not a practice speaker. He's not a pretend pastor. But of course, the point is very solid. And of course, Walker's right. But in the platform of Satan's political party, your pleasure is paramount. Your pride Because what is your identity? Well, for Christians, we are adopted into the family of Christ. We're sons and daughters of the Most High King. In the relationship to Satan, what are you? You are pleasure seeker. You're power seeker. You're liar for convenience. But what are you really? You're condemned. Utterly condemned. Unless you repent and turn. And that's the big difference. There comes a time where you cannot turn back. 
And at that point, it's forever. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, we read, Now the Spirit expressly says that in later times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Wow. Think about the political platform, the planks thereof, we've just examined in Titus chapter 3, verse 3. For we, ourselves are, for we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. You know, all of us, as we look at our kids, in their teen years, in their, their early adult years, there's a temptation to say, oh, I was young once, I should let them do that. Well, if you lived a wayward teen life, unconnected from God, following your own desires, what did it build for you? What did it build that lasts? What did it build that bore good fruit? What good fruit was there? It's not too late. It's not too late to be, to be abiding. And let's recognize this. In this political platform, What are the Republicans opposing? Whiteness? Not really. The financial system for worshiping the party? Not really. In fact, a lot of Republicans like the uh, the, the so-called vaccine passports. Vote integrity? Not really. Calling 9-11 first responders menaces? Eh, Yeah, they'd take that on. There's no loss there. Going at describing married sex as sex negative? No, that's sex. They're not going to approach that. They're coming around on boys competing in girls' sports, but they're not willing to touch the surgeries and chemical mutilation of children because that would affect big pharma. Where are they? Well, their platform is to be slightly less offensive. Their platform is slightly lower taxes overall. So where does that leave us? Right where we want to be. Right on the word of God. Right on the foundation that lasts. Right on he who always was, always will be, is now. A truth that never changes. Secure in the knowledge that we stand not in hoping to win, but that we stand in victory. That perhaps is the least understood fact of a fully committed Christian life. And it's one that I'm now only beginning to to understand myself, that we stand in victory. Yes, we want our country back. Greatest consolation prize in the world is to save America. And it's a consolation prize. If you like programs like this, you think people need to hear news presented this way, please do share it with friends using the share button on your podcast app. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And be in prayer for the loss.